Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. World, and there's a big one, Arkansas and Alabama coming up this weekend. But we are in full swing. You're going to start seeing a lot more teams having some conference games, some conference matchups, and we'll see how everything takes shape in the college football landscape and we're going to talk more about college football as we go to the jones and sun diamond and bridal fine jewelry hotline and welcome in danny cannell courtesy of betonline.net going to talk some college football title chances as well as heisman odds and all that fun stuff and danny we really appreciate you joining us this afternoon how you doing man Man, thank you for having me on, fellas. It's great to be here. This college football season, I don't know how you guys feel. I picked like last season was phenomenal. This is picked up right where last season left off. It has delivered some gems, and I think it's only going to get better, man. So I'm fired up to be on with you guys. Well, we're fired up to have you, man. So just tell us about some of the things that uh, you've seen so far, the stuff that's really stood out to you, and maybe a few surprises that you've had. So I think, you know, there's there's a bunch of different storylines. You have to have heroes and you have to have villains and you have to have, you know, underdogs. And we've had all of it so far. I mean, clearly Georgia, to me, the surprise of the season has been Georgia's dominance. When they lose as much as they lost last year, 15 players drafted, five on the defensive side of the ball, and they open it up with a 49-3 win against Oregon, and then they kind of just keep rolling past South Carolina and other SEC opponents. It's like they're not going anywhere. They're making a really good case to, you know, defend their championship. You've got Bama right back there in the mix as well again. And you've got Ohio State. So you got your three like powerhouses. Then you've got an incredible Cinderella story happening in Kansas right now with what Lance Leipold has done out there. This is a team whose win total was just two and a half coming into the season. It went over after just three games, and now they're 4-0. They should be top 25. They're not. They've got an opportunity this weekend against Iowa State. But it is a great story of one of the worst programs in all of college football coming to the forefront, turning this thing around way sooner than anybody thought. It's a great story. And then you've got a little bit of shakeup happening in the SEC. You know, some teams like Texas A&M struggling more so. And we can get into that about Arkansas, who I thought was a better team even though they lost. Um, you've got Kentucky, unlikely here, top 10 team. Tennessee, who's been desperate to get back in the national conversation. They finally slay that dragon for them, which has been Florida. They're just 1-16 against them in the last 17 meetings. They get a big win. It's just been awesome, man. We've had a lot of entertaining games. It's been sensational, man. I think it's really going to get better. Danny, you mentioned those big three, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Are there any surprise teams that you see – having a chance to play their way into a playoff. I know it's early in the season, but any surprise teams out there that you see challenging the top three? Yeah, I think so. Now, here's the hardest part when you like, if you're thinking about making a bet, it's better to make a bet on to make the playoff, like a team that could make the playoff. And I got several for them for you. But to actually win the championship and go through two, you know, worthy opponents and championship-ready opponents, it's hard to picture somebody beating potentially Georgia and Alabama or Ohio State and Georgia. Like, you got to do a lot to win the national championship. There are several teams that could make the playoff, and possibly, if they got hot at the right time, there's a team out west, and I think this is great for college football, too, the fact that the West Coast, and I think this would be your villain story, because Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma, 
I know a lot of Oklahoma fans think he's a villain for leaving them behind, but he has been, he's exceeded my expectations with what I thought USC could be this year. I thought he was going to be the good hire in the long term. Now they look like the best team in the Pac-12. They found a way to win with defense, which they did last week in Corvallis, beating Oregon State 17-14. to We know about the offensive weapons. I think they're the best bet to win the Pac-12 this season. Utah might have something to say about it, but I still think USC has the horses. And then the other team that maybe some people view as a villain because the way their coach did, you know, responds to the critics, but Clemson, who has been in this conversation but felt like, man, are they starting to cycle out of this dynasty? They proved emphatically that they are very much a player for the playoffs and possibly the national championship, in large part because their quarterback, D.J. Ungaway, who had taken so much heat and criticism after a horrendous season last year where he threw for 10 touchdowns and 11 interceptions, didn't lose his job, didn't get benched, hung on to it by a thread, and Dabo Sweeney, to his credit, said, I'm not giving, uh, I'm not giving up on my guy. I believe in him. I'm confident in him. He plays his best game yet this past weekend against Wake Forest, throwing for five touchdown passes, very tight game, had to get two-point conversions to extend it. They get it. I think that was a monumental win for DJ and something that could be kind of career-altering for him as the quarterback at Clemson, which very much makes them a player to make the playoff as well. Danny Cannell is our guest on the Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline, thanks to BetOnline.net. Uh, Danny, I want to talk to you about, obviously, Arkansas and Alabama this weekend. I'm still not completely over that devastating loss that Arkansas had last weekend because I agree with you. I felt like Arkansas was the better team but just made some crucial mistakes, but they get a chance to redeem themselves against Alabama this weekend. What do you make of the matchups with the Razorbacks and the Crimson Tide in Fayetteville? I actually, and I promise, I would not be afraid to tell you if I didn't think Arkansas had a chance. I'm not sucking up to the homers. I absolutely think this might be the best chance Arkansas has had over the last decade to knock off the tide. I love them with the points. I think it's one of the better bets that are out there on the board. Playing at home is a massive advantage. The style with which they play, leading the country in sacks, is the one thing that makes every great quarterback human. And when you've got Drew Sanders and Jordan Dominic coming off the edge, finding Bryce Young, I think that could be something that could slow down Alabama's offense. At other times, and I go back last year to Auburn in the Iron Bowl, this year to the Texas game, which Texas probably could have, maybe should have won that game. They got after Bryce Young against an offensive line, which is kind of figuring its way. I think that sets up beautifully for Arkansas to slow them down. I love the way K.J. Jefferson is playing. I love that their physical is going to go right at it. I think they're going to have some chance for some big plays on the outside, too. But here's the thing why I love the number. Like You guys obviously watched the game closely against Texas A&M. If that 90, you know, was, I, I don't know what the official box score said, but it was basically a 99-yard return when they pitched the ball. And, you know, that was such a game-altering play it could have been 21-7 to Arkansas and what could have been a route. Like, that's, that's the way I think that game would have unfolded. I'm sure it stings still in Arkansas to think about that play because it did look like it was going to go up. And then texting them, throwing the football, something they haven't been doing very well lately. They could have been in a real bind trying to come back. Of course, we know how it ended. And then you had field goal at the end, which was heartbreaking too, and a tough pill to swallow. But if Arkansas won that game, I think the line in the Bama-Arkansas game might be around 13 and a half, 14. So I think you're getting three to three and a half points. 
just based on the outcome because Arkansas lost last week. And like we're talking about, I think Arkansas easily could have, should have won that game. So I think there's incredible value. But here's the other reason why I really like Arkansas at home. Alabama's one vulnerability, their Achilles heel, is on the road. So in their last five true road games, not neutral games played in Arlington or Atlanta, but true road games, they've been favored in every single one by double digits, in some cases three touchdowns, like they were in Austin against Texas. None of those games have they covered, and they've lost one outright last year in College Station. That's why I like Arkansas in this game. Alabama's great. They're a dynasty. They're awesome. But their one vulnerability is true road games uh, that they're going to have, especially in recent history where they've been a little bit more vulnerable in these positions. Now, Danny, when you say you like Arkansas in this game, are you talking to cover or are you talking to Arkansas to win outright? And what what is going on with Bama? What makes such a major difference with them on the road? Well, first of all, I think it's incredibly hard in college football for any program to go on the road. I do think also this team is still kind of figuring itself out. Like there's, They had so many transfers. Jameer Gibbs comes in from Georgia Tech to take over the running back role. Jermaine Burton comes in from Georgia to take over the lead wide receiver. They've got offensive linemen coming in you know, from various places across the country. There's a continuity that takes time to develop. And if you don't have that continuity, sometimes you need extra communication which if you're playing at home and it's nice and quiet, Bryce Young can, you know, come up to the line of scrimmage. Hey, you good on this route? You know where you're going to be? You can talk. You can just talk like humans. If it's loud, they don't, you know, they can't hear. You might be screaming, you know, checks at the line of scrimmage. They can't hear you. Are they sure they have the signal? It's just, it's just not as easy to play on the road. And I think with a team that has so many new faces and guys having to step up, that haven't been in that role, especially on the road, I think it makes them more vulnerable. I also think that Arkansas has closed that gap talent-wise that probably was lacking a little bit more significantly six, seven, eight years ago. And that's a credit to Sam Pittman, the job not only has done the recruit and recruiting, but really the transfer portal. I mean, the transfers that Arkansas has been able to have come in there and give meaningful, a meaningful contributions has been pretty remarkable. And that's been a formula that a lot of teams have been able to use to turn around their program sooner rather than later. Now, you asked me about the the, the flat-out upset. Like, do you want to take it on the money line? I would not load up. I feel really good about the points and taking the points here, especially at 17, 17 and a half. The money line, if you want to put a little something on it and kind of feel like, hey, we could be on to something special, you go for the bigger return. And I wouldn't hate it if you did that, but obviously wouldn't want you to tell, you know put a, a, a large portion of your bankroll on that. But I look at it as one of those why-not situations. If there was ever a time to get them, it would be this year for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Danny, I want to ask you also about another big game in the SEC going on this week and an intriguing one, Kentucky and Ole Miss. Now, this game is in Oxford, and Ole Miss is favored by seven points in this game. I'm a little surprised because I feel like Kentucky has been tested. They've had a true road game, of course, against Florida and ended up winning that one. I really like what Mark Stoops is doing. And Ole Miss, they're looking good. They're undefeated, but maybe haven't been tested as much. I'm a little surprised by this line, but what do you make of this game and uh, between the Wildcats there as well as the Rebels in Oxford? So I've been looking at this line a lot, trying to figure out, like, you know, where's the – because you always want to be try to be on the smarter side, right? You don't want to be on the – like, get the, the – the bait is out there. And the odds makers want you to take it. So I've been trying to figure this one out. I do think most people look and say, man, Kentucky's 
Kentucky's the higher ranked team. They're ranked seventh. Ole Miss is 14. You know, how, how the heck is Ole Miss a favorite? I think they're trying to tell you to take the money and put it on Kentucky. I think, now I've had a disagreement with my co host, Dustin Dvorak, uh, on the radio. We've had fights about it. Other guys I've talked to disagree with me. I think this game is more about the athletes on the outside for me, for Ole Miss, that they'll be able to exploit. And you mentioned Ole Miss. You know, their schedule hasn't been that tough. They haven't been tested that much. Georgia Tech was a blowout. Tulsa was able to fight back in that game, even when their quarterback, their starter, got hurt. But that, to me, was a look-ahead game for Ole Miss, who has this game circled. I think the crowd is going to be ruckus. Lane Kiffin already called his crowd out. And as much as we want to give credit to Kentucky, I think their resume, the teams they've beaten, are not quite as impressive as maybe we thought. Like, going into Florida, Mark Stoops has flipped that rivalry. They were dominated for 30-plus years, and now he's, you know, winning multiple years, and he's turned that thing around. I know Florida win is nice in Gainesville, but their quarterback really struggling to find his way. Then they played two MAC teams and an FCS opponent, and last week Northern Illinois gave them all they could handle. So I feel like the smarter money is on the Ole Miss Rebels, but I think the one side of this bet that I think most people I've talked to do agree on is the under, because you're getting Chris Rodriguez back. Kentucky's going to want to throw the football. And Ole Miss, for all that we talk about Lane Kiffin and being this offensive mastermind and throwing the ball all over the place, they're actually running the ball more than the last previous years, and partly because they're trying to figure out their quarterback and Jackson Dart looks great and looks like he's going to assume that role. But I do think the under is the best play in this game. The total's at 54. I think the under is the best play in this one. And the other thing I'm, I'm looking at, too, is Ole Miss. I like them if it's at six and a half. Like, you might have to be patient. Might have to see if this line comes down. If it's a full, you know, seven points, a full touchdown, May not endorse that one as much, but if it comes to six and a half again, I would I would jump on that one when it's under a touchdown. A couple of big matchups in the ACC. Clemson and Wake Forest played last week. It was a great game, went to overtime. Now Clemson bounces back, hosts NC State this week, and then you have Wake Forest going on the road to play Florida State. So a couple of good matchups in the ACC. Some really good matchups. A lot of there's five uh, top twenty-five teams. You know. Uh, pairings where top 25 teams are playing each other, and you just gave me both of them uh, that are in the ACC. So some fun games this weekend. I'll start with the one that's taking place in Clemson, where NC State goes in there uh, as around that you know touchdown, six-and-a-half-point underdog in this role, trying to do what they did last year, which was slay that dragon, which was Clemson, which has dominated the ACC over the past six, seven years, you know, taking over what used to be my alma mater in Florida State, and they have owned that conference. Now, you know, they looked a little bit vulnerable this offseason, and NC State was that team that beat them. But, man, I really like Clemson playing at home in a game coming off of a confidence booster for DJ Uyungle, who had his best game. I told you that earlier. I think he doesn't look back. I think all of a sudden he takes over things and takes the, you know, the alpha dog role on that team and really takes off. And NC State, their quarterback, Devin Leary, who was supposed to be the best quarterback in the ACC, his stats aren't bad, but if you dig in a little bit deeper, he hasn't played great against the better competition. They should have lost to East Carolina. East Carolina missed a field goal at the end of the game, which he missed. And then against Texas Tech, he was pretty pedestrian, just over 50% completion, you know, a couple hundred yards passing, not the numbers that he put up last year. 
I think this is Clemson's revenge game. I think they're going to be fired up. They're tired of hearing all season long how the dynasty was over, how NC State beat them in overtime. I think they get the best of them. Now let's go to Tallahassee, 3.30 on ABC, where they're playing around the same. Like, it's funny because all these, you know, home teams, you know, there's, there's a round of touchdown. You know, you're, oh, you got to win at home. This is a game where I'm going to give you – so I don't even like giving out Florida State because probably like, I need the Florida State guy as a homer. So I'll go ahead and tackle the over in this game. I think this could be a little bit of a points bonanza, a game that could get a little bit wild and wacky and fun. Because Wake Forest, we just saw them put up all these points on Clemson's defense, which is the better, you know, one of the better defenses, if not the ACC, the country. With Florida State is putting up more points than they have in the past five years. And Florida State's defensive line is a little bit banged up. Jared Burst is out, out for this game. He's not going to be able to pressure Sam Hartman. So I think 64 is a pretty low number. It probably should be higher than this. A lot of people came in and tried to play the under because of the hurricane impact, which they thought was going to come toward Tallahassee. It didn't. It actually turned in, and the weather looks like it's going to be perfect for this game. I think this game will be a higher-scoring affair. So in the Wake Forest-Florida State game, I like the over 64. Danny, I'm looking at uh, some of the betonline.net numbers for the uh, NCAA ch- uh, championship winner, and you got Georgia at the best odds as of right now, 19 and 10. You got tw- Alabama 21 and 10. You got uh, Ohio State 30, 13 to 5, and then USC 16 to 1. So that would be at least in the betting realm uh, the college football playoff teams right there. Do you agree with that? Are those your four playoff teams, or is there somebody else you're thinking has a better chance? No. So uh, my preseason, I had Alabama. I had Ohio State, I had Michigan, and I had Clemson. I think those are my – or no, excuse me, I had I – had, excuse me. I, I'm trying to look at these make sure I get them right. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Utah. So I had a team from the Pac-12 getting in there. But I changed, like, we get mulligans, right? That's why we do this. I have kind of changed my tune on Alabama. I don't know if they get back there. Um, I thought they were the best team in the SEC. So I think Georgia ends up getting to the playoff. Their schedule is really light. I still like Ohio State to make it. From from the Pac-12, I do think the Pac-12 has their best chance to get a team back in the playoff. And I think it's probably going to be USC. And then Clemson, I, I'm, I'm believing in Clemson getting back to where they used to be right there. So I'll go with Georgia, Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. So Clemson's just out of those top four. Sam is the one thing that the team that I think is vulnerable. You know, I like Arkansas against them. I still think they could slip up, and I think Georgia could beat them in the SEC championship game, and I think that could eliminate them this year from the conversation. It's still early in the season, but who's your front runner for the Heisman right now, and who's giving you the best odds? All right, so that's two totally different questions, right? So the front runner right now, I think, has to be CJ Shroud. He clearly is with the odds of 13 to 10. I wouldn't waste your money. You want to try to find a little bit of value, and I absolutely love the value. I liked it a lot at the preseason when it was like 30-1, to but Hendon Hooker at Tennessee is balling, and you might want to get it while it's still 12-1 to while you can because statistically he is still going to continue and press. Last year he had 31 touchdowns, three interceptions, didn't play in the first couple games. This year with a full slate of games, I think he's going to continue to impress. I think they'll have, much like Arkansas, they get Alabama at home. I think he could put up big numbers. Look at what Quinn Ewers was doing from Texas to Alabama's secondary before he got hurt and knocked out of that game. I think he'll be able to put numbers against Alabama. 
I don't think he has to run the table even to be to win the Heisman because Tennessee isn't a perennial powerhouse. I think statistically he'll be there. I think they could be that team that gets to 10 wins in the SEC, kind of like Ole Miss was last year. And, man, I find myself rooting for him, too. He's a great kid. He's a great young man. But as far as the value play, I think it's Hendon Hooker at Tennessee who's having uh, about as good a year as anybody of those top three leaders in front of him. And I think the perception of him, if Tennessee can get to 10-2, and two, it in large part because it'll be because of Hendon Hooker, the way he's playing. He was spectacular against the Florida Gators at home. I think he's where the best value lies. C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, they kind of have to screw up. But just like you mentioned, it's a long season. They're going to have slip-ups. And when you're that favorite, it really knocks you down in the eyes of the Heisman voters because they want you to be perfect, and it very rarely happens. So look for somebody that's kind of an underdog story that will surprise to the upside as opposed to going with the favorite and just trying to ride that horse to the finish line. Danny Cannell joined us here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jordan Island thanks to betonline.net. Danny, great stuff, man. We really appreciate you joining us. I know college football is so much fun, and we're just getting started, man. But have a great uh, weekend, and hopefully we're able to catch up with you later down the road. For sure. You guys have a great one. Enjoy that game. Good luck to your Razorbacks, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do this again soon. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Again, that was Danny Cannell joining us. Thanks to courtesy of BetOnline.net on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We will take a commercial break as we are